You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll, Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, wonderful interview there with Dom Bettinelli uh, talking about StarQuest Production Network and all the wonderful programs they have, Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. Again, sqpn.com uh, to find out more about all the wonderful programs they have. Uh, up next, I'm super excited to have two of my uh, fellow parishioners as well as uh, fellow uh, classmates in the uh, Mission Institute program I'm in, uh, Dr. Yuri Ivan and Christine Yermahov. Uh, who are at uh, St. Constantine Parish with me there in uh, Minneapolis, St. Constantine Ukrainian Catholic Church. And we'll be talking about the Byzantine Choral Festival. We got to do an interview about it last year, and it's it's that time of year again. Very excited. It's the uh, one of the events of the season in Minneapolis, in northeast Minneapolis, if you ask me. So uh, very excited to be talking about it again. So uh, welcome to the show, Yuri and Chris. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. So... Uh, yeah, each of you uh, could uh, introduce yourselves. Maybe we'll start with uh, Yuri. Um, I'm Yuri Ivan. Uh, I uh, uh, am originally from Ukraine. I was born and raised there. My uh, education was primarily at Ukraine, in Ukraine. I was trained as a musician and a conductor. Uh, I worked for an opera house there. Then um, I finished up my doctoral degree here at the University of Minnesota, and uh, uh, I'm working as a conductor for a couple of community orchestras in Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and also as a music director at St. Constantine Catholic Church, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Minneapolis. And Yuri and I were both uh, ordained to the Order of Reader this past May. I was going to say, uh, you've talked about the, him before. Exactly. Yes. So we've been in the program, the Mission Institute program, for three years uh, by now. This will be the start of our fourth year. Uh, and uh, Chris, uh, you introduce yourself? Yes. Um, my name is Chris Dermahoff Christina. I was born in the U.S. after my parents immigrated from Ukraine to Kentucky, where there were very few Ukrainians. But my siblings and I were raised in the Ukrainian rights culture. And I've always loved singing and consider it an honor to sing in the Ukrainian choir with St. Constantine. I've been there for about 12 years now, and only recently I started to learn cantoring. On a personal level, I'm, more in, I w- I'm a retired teacher of the Minneapolis Public Schools. And that being said, I'm able to pursue my favorite interests, which are watching grandkids, <laughs> singing in the choir, and being active in the church. I love all of those things. So thank well, you for having me. Well, fantastic. And as, as I mentioned, uh, both of you are students along with me in the Emission Institute uh, program. Uh, could uh, maybe, uh, we'll start with Yuri again. Uh, could you maybe share why you decided to enroll in the Mission Institute and what that uh, program has been like? I guess I should explain first that the Mission Institute is the uh, formation program for the Eparchy of St. Nicholas. Uh, Yuri and I are in the inaugural class uh, of the program. Uh, started in 2019, uh, started by our bishop, Bishop Benedict, uh, as, a, as a way for, to train uh, deacons, cantors, catechists, um, and just parish leaders and really anyone else 
uh, right, in the parish who would like to learn more about our faith um, and ways to teach the faith and things like that. So, uh, uh, Yuri, uh, would you share maybe uh, why you decided to enroll and, and what the experience has been like? Well, basically, uh, after a visit by Bishop Benedict, who um, uh, was very encouraging, I decided to enroll. Basically, the bishop said, stop running from God. I was really inspired personally because our bishop is a very charismatic person. Yep. Um, and um, and the, the Mission Institute was absolutely fantastic. I, um, I learned so much. Um, it, it has classes about scriptures, about liturgical regulations, about... Um, even more, I think, moral issues. Uh, the, the next classes I think that we're having is about moral issues. So mm-hmm. um, it, it is, and especially uh, I made so many friends across all the United States because our diocese spreads uh, from Chicago to California. Um, so we have uh, people from probably 15, 16 states coming to these formational uh, gatherings. It was. It is a blast. I recommend it to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, from from Detroit to California, I, I gotta add that that slight correction there. <laughs> right. So we do have some right. some classmates from uh, from Metro Detroit there as well, Hamtramck and Detroit. So uh, very very great, uh, uh, Chris. Yeah. Well, basically, when Yuri mentioned that he was so inspired, I too was in- inspired by his inspiration. And I thought, well, I should start something like that because I've always wanted to do cantering. My father was a cantor. I never Mm. learned about it other than through Yuri. But this also, this Mission Institute, which is a four-year program, offers that cantering and other churches' teaching. And I felt very um, ready to learn more about the church. And uh, like Yuri said, meeting people from all over the U.S. and Ukraine via Zoom, fortunately then it's really, really inspiring to know so many people are involved in this, as well as that uh, retreat we have once a year for four days in Northern California. We're going again this year, and uh, you just feel so good about it. All right. There we yeah, go. Thank it's, you. It's, it's fantastic to have, um, to have that connection, like you said, over Zoom. We had professors in, uh, in Ukraine. In fact, one of our professors for our class, when the war broke out there, uh, he had to take a few uh, weeks off. We didn't have class because That's he had right. to tend to his parish and his was parishioners and things like that. There, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> he was so, a busy. so you can understand, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's weighed heavy on all our hearts. But really, having that that direct connection, right, with people who are actually there on the ground, and so many of our professors uh, teach at the Ukrainian Catholic University uh, there in View and different places. These are, um, this, you know, these are these are. Um, very, very well-educated, very well-qualified instructors that we've had. I've been impressed at the quality of instructors. I always get excited to know who the next one's going to be so I can look up their uh, curriculum vitae and see all the different uh, articles and books they've written and studies, and it's it's always super exciting. Uh, the, I've, I've loved the instructors we've had. Uh, kind of speaking about that, you know, that connection to Ukraine, uh, in like I said, through the professors, but uh, Yuri, you actually went uh, to Ukraine not that long after uh, the war broke out. Uh, could you maybe share a little bit about that uh, experience, what that was like? Oh, yes. Uh, I had to skip class <laughs> uh, because uh, there was no Internet in Ukraine when I was 
when I was there. Well, at least it was not uh, good enough to have uh, to, to watch a, to be part of a class. Um, I had to go back for family reasons, and, and I had to drop everything and, and board the next plane available. Um, I I went there in uh, early March, and um, I thought I'm not the person who easily cries, but then I was crossing the border from Slovakia into Ukraine, and I saw all these refugees coming in summer weekend uh, to the point that they had to be uh, put in wheelchairs and, and, mm. and uh, wheeled uh, that way, and um, hearing all the stories of the refugees and seeing all the tents and temporary uh, locations for refugees right by the border, uh, refugee camps. Uh, I've never seen one in person uh, up until right. that uh, time, and it was just uh, I, I I just lost it. I, I I was crying for the whole day. Um, yeah. And um, next next in Ukraine, um, you know, people are trying to live their ordinary life, but you know, the uh, couple things remind them that they are at war every day. The sirens that are going on, the air defense sirens. And um, at some point, you you know, it, it comes on at night and you have to decide, okay, am I running for shelter or just, you know, turn on the other side and sleep? Because you have uh, uh, a couple of those uh, sirens in, at night. Um, so, and uh, it's very, very um, wears you out psychologically. Um, also, yeah. the population of my small town uh, probably quadruple. I remember going at a store on a Saturday, and it felt like I'm in a football match coming out of the stadium. It's shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. Uh -huh. um, it, it's just... Um, and, you know, you, people are from all, all parts of Ukraine flocking. I'm, uh, my family lives in Western Ukraine, so people from all corners of Ukraine that are bombarded in the east are flocking down to the west part of Ukraine to be in a, on a safe ground um so traffic traffic uh, jams across town because of the yeah. you know the number of cars obviously so and 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 that and that uh, and that that's the situation down there in ukraine but we are praying for for uh, better times and for praying for the war to be over Absolutely, absolutely. That's something we've been uh, praying for, especially at Liturgy, and I know a lot of people have been joining us uh, in those prayers. They had that uh, beautiful prayer service at uh, the cathedral, uh, at the um, Basilica in Minneapolis uh, with the different uh, faith leaders got together and, and joined in prayer, and our choir got to perform there. Uh, but I, I also wanted to mention, uh, because uh, at the at the break we'll uh, lose Chris and we'll, we'll switch over to uh, Tim Sawyer, who's one of the... Uh, the conduct the um, directors of one of the choirs that'll be there for the choral festival. Uh, but before we let you go, uh, Chris, I wanted to uh, wanted to talk about some of the different things that are going on in Minneapolis uh, for people here who'd like to help uh, refugees. I know we've had some that have arrived in Minneapolis. Uh, we've also been uh, sending supplies over there to Ukraine. Could you talk about maybe some of the different things that our parish does and that you know different. Uh, community organizations in the Minneapolis area are doing to, to help over there? Well, thank you for asking. And yes, that is a big part of our activity now at church, where um, our church directly provides aid 
kind of a helping hand to the refugees who came from Ukraine. We did get generous uh, donations from the Basilica of St. Mary, St. Vincent de Paul Ministry. And because of this fund, we're, uh, we're able to financially support some of these uh, refugees and Ukraine directly. And that is able to bypass the larger organizations, whereas if you do it through us, through the church, then we know exactly where the funds go. There, if people want to help uh, directly, as I say, we would go through the stconstantine.org, or you can email St. Constantine with questions or donations. But also there's other agencies, such as standwithukrainemn.com. It's another way to help Ukraine. Our focus at St. Constantine is more to give some financial aid to the sponsors who sponsored refugees from Ukraine directly. So we're very busy with that, and hopefully we're making and uh, helping people who need that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I know I've, uh, we've, we've met a few of the families who've come over um, there uh, who are, you know, at our parish. And some, some are, you know, wind up becoming part of the parish, and some aren't. Uh, and that's that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're willing to help, uh, mm-hmm. willing to help yeah. whoever needs it uh, because because we're all together uh, in this and exactly. helping people out. So. so it's on our minds at all times. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Chris, for joining us. Unfortunately, we uh, it, it just works better to only have two guests on at a time. Otherwise, we'd have you on for the full time. But uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> okay, if you're no, that's totally if fine. you're uh, listening on Real Presence Live uh, after the break, Tim Sawyer will join us uh, to talk more about the uh, Byzantine Choral Festival along with uh, Dr. Yuri Ivan. So stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. The new evangelization calls for the church to bring the message of the gospel to people in new and sometimes innovative ways. And I think Real Presence Radio has done a great job at doing that, whether it be from people who work in places where they have to stand up for their faith or teaching them about the faith and sharing their stories. I think it's incredible the way that it can connect the gospel, connect the church's teaching to people's everyday lives. Um, I know there are a lot of things that I learned throughout my time in seminary and theology classes that sometimes my dad will say, and I say, how did you learn that? (laughs) He'll say, I heard it on Real Presence Radio uh, on the way home from work. And so I think it does a great job, but it doesn't run on its own. Um, It's really only thanks to the generous benefactors and supporters that there are. So 
I encourage you, if you are able, to make some sort of donation, especially if Real Presence Radio has been helpful to you or to someone that you know. God bless you. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Uh, welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. This is Melissa Scatio. I'm here with Nick Medelsky in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota, um, coming to you live from St. James Coffee, where I work. I run, I run this place. It's awesome that we get to um, broadcast out of here a couple times a month. It's very nice. Um, so uh, I, we just finished talking to, well, we're not finished, I guess. Yuri is still with us. Um, Christine is gone, and we are welcoming Tim Sawyer, talking about the annual Byzantine Choral Festival that's coming up. Um, and I, I just have a question for you guys. I'm a Roman Catholic right girl, and when you say the words Byzantine in Ukrainian, I have no idea what's going on. So if, we could, if one of you guys could please explain um, how those two like, terms work together and like... What, what that means when we're saying those things. Absolutely. Well, um, uh, as you know, there are, there are 23 different uh, um, rites. There are six different rites uh, celebrated in the Catholic Church. Uh, and besides the Roman Catholic rites, there, there are 23 other churches that, that kind of fall into the um, Catholic Church, uh, are part of the Catholic Church. Uh, there is the Latin rite that you guys follow in the Roman Catholic Church. There is the Alexandrian rite, the Coptic Catholic Church, Eritrean Catholic Church, Ethiopian Catholic Church follow. There is the Western Syrian or Antiochian rite, or Antiochian, uh, the Maronites, the Syriac Catholics, and Syro-Malankara Catholic Church follow that. There is the Armenian rite, the Armenian Catholic Church follows that. The Eastern Syrian or Chaldean right, the Chaldean Catholic Church and Syro Malabar Church follows that, and also uh, our right that we follow is the Constantinopolitan right or Byzantine right, and uh, there are about fourteen churches that follow that. The right, the Albanian, the Belarusian, Bulgarian, um, the Byzantine Catholic Church of Croatia. Uh, Greek Catholic uh, Church in Ukraine, um, the Ruthenian Catholic, the Hungarian Greek Catholic, um, and uh, they say Greek Catholics because uh, the right com- comes from Greece. Um, we say here Byzantine Catholic Church or Byzantine uh, or the Ruthenian Catholics names themselves Byzantine Catholic Church. We say to Ukrainian, Ukrainians who follow the Byzantine rite and are uh, in the Catholic Church, we say uh, uh, Ukrainian Catholic Church, but we follow the Byzantine rite. And, you know, the Orthodox churches also follow the Byzantine rite, so um, the prayers and the vestments and, and, and everything is the same. Uh, we differ on some parts, uh, you know, uh, in dogma, but other than that, things are pretty much the same. Oh, so it's like an that umbrella, the Byzantine, right? And then the Ukrainian church is yeah. under the umbrella. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, the biggest difference is that uh, the the Roman church, or the Latin church, follows the Latin rite, and it's like the only one that does that. Whereas um, in the Eastern churches, there are those few rites, those five rites that uh, Yuri mentioned, 
and then there's a bunch of churches that follow those rites. Uh, so the Byzantine rite is the biggest, and Byzantine is after uh, Byzantium, which was another name for Constantinople. Uh, you might have heard of the Byzantine Empire, uh, and that's kind of where the liturgy developed. So that's why we, we still call it that. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Tim Sawyer is joining us. Uh, Tim, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Tim Sawyer at Director of Rivers Corral, of the players of the field. I'm also a partner with your, I think, 11 years now, I think, something like um, And we uh, had some wonderful. All right, so uh, we're we're having a, a some slight, slight issues with uh, with Tim's connection there. So maybe we'll have him try and call back in because he'd love to to talk to Tim on about what his uh, his his uh, course is able to bring. Uh, so um, Yuri, we'll go back to you uh, while we're working on that. Uh, could you? Uh, maybe explain a little bit about how important music is in uh, for Byzantine Christians, whether we're talking Ukrainian Catholics, Ukrainian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox. Um, is uh, As Chris mentioned, right, her father was a cantor, and she wanted to be a cantor. And I think uh, maybe uh, Roman Catholics might not appreciate how important uh, being a cantor is uh, within our tradition. So could you maybe explain about that a little bit, uh, how, how music is so important to us? Yes, um, uh, it, we <clears throat> think that in the Byzantine Rite, we think that uh, it's important to involve all five senses into worship, um, and uh, our ears, our hearing, is one of them. Um, and we have to understand that liturgical music is not something we, we add to prayer. It's rather the way we pray in the church when we assemble as God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Byzantine rite, hardly ever we do pray, um, just simply saying the prayers. Uh, whenever we assemble, even two or three or four, it's rather um, traditional to uh, sing or recite the prayers. It's like an icon. Singing is like an icon. Um, in a way that Tycan is painted, um, but uh, and and it and um, the, but the function is is the same. The painting of words and sound has uh, its purpose, bringing us into community, uh, into the in in the presence uh, and awareness of uh, the mystery of, of liturgy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, uh, Tim. I hear that uh, that uh, your your connection is is a little bit better. So, uh, would you? Uh, Yuri was just telling us about how important uh, from from a uh, from a spiritual aspect uh, music is for us in the Byzantine tradition. But your your uh, your um, what am I? Your choir uh, is composed of uh, individuals from all different types of faith backgrounds. Uh, could you explain a little bit about why um, this type of music is uh, something they're interested in and in performing and, and what, what they get out of it? Absolutely. Well, sorry about the connection. Uh, I work with a group called the Two Rivers Chorale, and uh, we have partnered many times with Yuri and with his orchestras and also at the Byzantine Choral Festival, so we're really looking forward to coming back again. 
Um, we do have a number of people from different faith traditions, and I think, I think doing music from different cultures is so important because it's a way to experience those cultures. If you can't afford to fly to Eastern Europe and to make a tour of these amazing countries and, and cathedrals, this is our opportunity to go there uh, at a much lower cost and really to learn to deeply appreciate uh, the music and the tradition of this of this incredible choral and liturgical tradition. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Yuri, could you give us uh, kind of the details of uh, the date, the time, how many uh, groups will be performing, that sort of thing? Uh, we are on, uh, the concert is on October 16th, which is a Sunday, uh, at 5 p.m., we have five choirs performing. Uh, one is uh, Twinderwurst Choral, uh, which Tim is the artistic director of. Um, another fantastic uh, choir, um, chamber choir, from age to age, led by Peter Duro, is also on. Um, and the choir from St. Mary's Orthodox uh, Cathedral, um, is coming to perform with uh, Zakaria Mandel, uh, director, uh, the choir from Ukrainian Catholic, Ukrainian Orthodox Church of St. Catherine's from Arden Hills. It also will be uh, singing with Oleksiy Christich, conductor, and uh, the St. Constantine's uh, own choir under my baton. Uh, will be singing there. So uh, we, the, the concert is free, so we welcome everyone to uh, attend the concert. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Yuri and Tim, for joining us. Uh, sorry, but we're coming up on that hard top-of-the-hour break. Uh, again, Byzantine Choral Festival. Check it out. St. Constantine's Sunday, October 16th. Free. Come on by. <laughs> 